December 1st, 2020. There are these rock formations surrounding Fort Davis, Texas. They almost look like humans, especially when you're a child. My father would take us to Balmeray and point to those rocks and say that those are our ancestors, always reminding us that we are part of this land. I hear him saying this every time I go to town. Living in the Olympia, what they call the Davis Mountains, we're about 30 minutes from Fort Davis, where it was the painted Comanche camp, Olympia crossing, I think. My father would have loved it here, but unfortunately he never got to see it. But his sister, my tia, did. Just a year ago, she asked her children, my primas, to bring her out here because she wanted to know where I was living. But when they got here, she was too weak and nauseous from the drive, she couldn't get out of the car. So I walked out and I took her some of dad's poetry and one of his necklaces and I told her how much I loved her and she says, it's so beautiful here, your dad would have loved it. Thanks, mija, you'll get these back soon. I love you, take care of yourself, but I gotta go back, I'm not feeling well. I didn't want to let her go and after they left, I cried. I didn't want that to be the last time I saw her, but it was. She passed away just over a week later I lost my father and my tia within two months, so the holidays are a bit heavier now. Balmeray closed the summer before they passed, and when it closed, I thought it was an omen. My grandmother's father on my mother's side helped build the Balmeray swimming pool back when the CC corpse, and that's how he met my great-grandmother. They lasted long enough to create my grandmother and everyone jokes and wonders how they even ended up together but somehow they did and now I'm here partially thanks to the Balmeray swimming pool. My father and his side of the family always went to Balmeray too, made weekends out of those trips. We would camp and grill and swim all day long and when I ended up moving back to Marfa from the Caribbean I was 13 and Balmeray became the closest place to the beach and it became my healing waters. I'd dive into the turquoise freshwater pool, imagining it was the turquoise seawater of the Caribbean. Balmary, Fort Davis, and Chapter have these great cottonwood trees standing really tall throughout the towns. Chapter is what they call a ghost town, and it's where my parents got married. My father had a trailer there too, and we would stay and he would take us to the creek and we'd swim all day under those cottonwoods too. That's when I was a young child before we moved to the VI. I love the way the cottonwoods sing in the wind. Their leaves almost sound like water. And that's why they're my favorite tree. I even planted one right in front of the trailer I was living at in Marfa when I had my firstborn. I planted it way too close to the trailer right in front of my kitchen window. I love that tree so much. I felt connected to it. I wanted to dig it up and take it with us when we moved. It felt like I was abandoning a pet or something. I hated leaving it there. I knew nobody would love it as much as I did. I passed by the other day and it was gone. I ended up with my father's books after he passed. They're mostly history of indigenous peoples from across the Americas and the world. 
And the first book I started reading started giving me all these answers to these questions that I forgot I was asking. Each book gives me more answers. I've always wondered what West Texas looked like before the colonization and settlers. Everyone out here glorifies this James Dean rebel cowboy. There's a just cowboy culture and nobody talks about the natives and what was here before the railroad and the highways and before the barbed wire fences. When they put up those giant, giant cutouts outside of town on your way towards Valentine, I just shook my head, but my grandmother probably would have loved it. She loved Elizabeth Taylor, and she was a teenager, young woman, when they filmed The Giant out here. She went out to the set and met Elizabeth Taylor and James Dean. She didn't have much to say about James Dean besides he was Ruth, but this coming from the woman who walked out of an Elvis Presley concert because she was in the first row and he threw sweat on her and nobody throws sweat on my grandmother. I kept thinking, these giant cutouts should be natives. Why do they want to forget us? It's pretty ironic because Marfa capitalizes on our culture and then treat the people from here like ghosts, like we're not even here. But we are here. Kind of like the mystery lights. Minding our business and watching from afar. Giant cutouts got me thinking though about the past, about the Humanos and the Mezcaleros and the Lipan Apaches and the buffalo that once run free on these golden plains and purple mountains. I want to create giant cutouts of Geronimo and Victorio, who my brother is named after. I want to see giant cutouts of Apaches, mothers holding their babies while collecting pinions. I want to remember and honor the human beings whose land was stolen. Judd appreciated Native history a lot more than these modern artists do. He had maps that are now at the Judd Foundation. Maps that paint pictures of what it used to look like out here. Maps that show the Olympia Mountains and Rock Pile marked just as water. I read a book over the summer called The Mysteries of the Andes. It was another book my father left behind. And it took me to the mysterious world of the Inca and the Machu Picchu. And while reading, I felt roots grow from my feet into this mountain, connecting me far across the land to those mountains in South America. Connecting me beyond fences and borders to the land itself, which is all connected. During thunderstorms, Inca believed the mountains communicated through thunder. I wonder, do these mountain peaks communicate to those faraway mountains in the Andes, connecting our mysteries? The Inca were living a dream before the colonizers showed up. They built their entire lives around the water in those mountains. Their water systems they built are works of art, and I'm in love with them. And when I discovered how much they honored their mountains and water, it changed me gave me a new sense of appreciation for our mountains and our water sources out here. I started asking the lights about how to find and bring back the water out here. 
And I went back to the rock pile and I found clues left by a people almost forgotten. And now I can't get it out of my head. Let's bring the water back and free this land. Let's honor and take care of this sacred land. The Fort Davis High School mascot are the Indians, and it's always bothered me for so many reasons. Before they called it Fort Davis, it was called Olympia Crossing, or the Painted Comanche Camp. And it was a lush giant wood cottonwood forest and freshwater creeks and streams. Within two years after the U.S. Army had moved out here, they cut the whole forest down and built Fort Davis. There are still ancient giant woods at the fort that you're not allowed to go under because they're over 200 years old or something like that. I like to stop at the picnic area between Fort Davis and Alpine because those cottonwoods are giants, and maybe they're just as old as the ones at the fort. I brush my fingers against the soft bark and listen to the wind blow through the leaves, imagining how beautiful and lush it must have been back, back when everything was flowing freely. Judd had cottonwoods planted at the block, and they're dying now, and it breaks my heart because I love them and that pool. I'll spend an afternoon swimming and floating in that cool water, looking up at the sky, watching the cottonwoods sway. And I feel like this pool and these cottonwoods were made just to calm my spirit and honor the natives and cottonwoods of this land and what it used to be. It's one of my favorite places in Marfa. In the water, I can't help but think the lights probably love it as much as I do. The water is a portal for me, portal for me. Another world, a world within a world. And I remember this land used to have water flowing. And maybe that's why Jed put this pool and these cottonwood trees here to remind us of what was once here. The mystery lights remind me that the impossible is totally possible. I can't stop myself from believing that we can bring the water back to the land. I just hope we remember how important the land and the water is for our spirits. The concrete pool at the block makes me wonder about my love for cottonwood trees. These trees remind me of who I am and who I've always been. The cottonwoods are like those rock formations my dad told us about. They are here still, just like us. They are reminders from my ancestors that we've always been a part of this land. They say trauma can be passed on through genetics or something, so what if memories can be passed on through our generations? What if my great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother loved cottonwoods and I just inherited that love? I have not taken my children to experience the ocean yet. To be honest, I got a lot of anxiety and fear after having children. I've always been wanting to protect them from this world. But I've been daydreaming about taking my daughter to the beach because she loves the ocean. One of her first words was octopus. And Lana was her favorite, first favorite movie. She woke me up this morning asking for fish and cheese. And I think to myself, has she inherited my childhood memories from the island? 
because I used to love seeing an octopus when free diving. They mesmerized me with their fluid movements. Was my life, my love for the sea passed on through my womb to my daughter's heartbeat that I created inside myself? And if that's possible, then it's possible my love for cottonwoods is an ancestral memory. I didn't know what to think to I didn't know what to talk about to the lights at first. I've only been at one since quarantine started and it was Chinati weekend which marked a year since my dad had passed and I just wanted to get out of the house. There was a local band playing outside and I was hoping to catch some live music because it feeds the soul. It takes an hour to get to town and I miss the show of course, but thank God my niece was there and she told me she had just gone back from the East Coast where she lived with her artist husband. I was surprised but happy for her and she took me inside to show me his art. It was just nice to socialize with another adult. And then she asked me about the lights. She had taken a group of her friends out there and wanted to know, ask me about my thoughts on the lights. And I thought how wonderful it was that this young, beautiful woman was looking to the lights like I did. And I believe they'll find their way to her. She is a direct descendant of the Marfa Brujas. I tell her I think they respond to energy and some guy butts in and asks me if I've seen the documentary about the old woman who recorded these mysterious lights. And of course, I had a decade prior. But those lights in that documentary are very similar to the mysterious lights we see out here. I started rambling about it, how I think the lights brought the art here and the strange correlation between the mysterious lights and the abstract art. And he gets weirded out and makes an excuse to leave, thank God. And I turn to my niece and say, and that's how you scare these tourists out of town. I knew the lights before I knew the art. And the first time I walked through the Chinani Foundation, I felt like I had been taken to another world. I felt like Alice wandering through a modern abstract wonderland. I look out of those giant windows towards the southeast where the mystery lights like to dance. And I just wish I could sit here all night alone with these silver boxes and mysterious lights. Each metal box is a different portal to another world, worlds within worlds, worlds that lights travel to, portals to different galaxies. I wonder how the lights look reflecting and absorbing into the shiny metal in these huge in this huge warehouse, like some sort of gateway of mysteries. Walking into Flavin's light installation, I feel like I'm about to finally meet the lights, which is my wildest dream. And so many thoughts and mysteries, and it's marvelous. Mysterious lights and abstract expressionism living together in the same space and time. How could they not fluency? How could they not influence each other? I just wish the newcomers and artists had more respect and regard for the locals. They have taken our culture and capitalized and profited off of it gentrifying Marfa and pushing Marfa families out of town. They think we are unsophisticated and unable to comprehend minimalism and art, and that's farthest from the truth. We have been here our whole lives absorbing this mysterious abstract energy, our entire existence. We are part of this land that this art is a part of. So we will always be connected 
to this land and to this art.